welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa, and on this podcast, we focus on wellness, beauty, style, planning, and life. Basically, life is messy, and here we learn to live well anyway. So join me on this journey as we figure it out together, and just to get us started, I'll go first. And today, I am going first with two lovely ladies who actually are the new owners of our local ballet studio that my girls go to, and I help with some of the administrative details of, and it is Sandra's Studio of Dance in Spokane, Washington. We absolutely love this studio, and I love these two ladies, Stephanie Getman-Gronholtz and Ann Eldor. They are going to be on the show today talking about what it has been like to be taking over as owners of a ballet studio and how they're juggling that with their lives, and it was just a really fun conversation to hear their histories more with ballet and all that kind of thing, but I think it's applicable to anybody, even if you don't live here. It's a really fun snapshot into owning a business with a partner and how that has been for them and how they are finding the dynamics of what they're both good at and all of that kind of thing. It was a really fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it today. But before we get there, I do want to mention what we've got going on in Patreon, ladies, because as always, it's very busy over there. We've got our live shows that we do every single day of the week. We have kind of split them into themes for the summer. So on Mondays, we talk about planning. On Tuesdays, we talk about crunchy stuff like what kinds of natural cleaners I use and makeup and skincare and all of that kind of thing. On Wednesdays, we're doing shows that are all about wellness. On Thursdays, it's about thriving, the things we do in our lives to help with our mental state and our self-care and all of that kind of thing. And then on Friday, we talk about our Friday favorites and I usually host an Ask Me Anything. And we also have a lot of challenges going on. So this past week, we've been doing a journaling challenge where I've been walking the ladies step by step through how to kind of get into a journaling practice because a lot of the ladies were saying they really wanted to journal and to use that as a tool in their life but didn't really ever know where to start and so they would sit in front of the empty page and not know what to put down on it. So we've just been doing a very simple journal 101 challenge where I've been giving them prompts and ideas of how to be diving into this idea of journaling for mental health and wellness and spiritual care and all of that kind of thing. We also have challenges coming up about just getting stuff done, like the stuff you've been procrastinating on and just need to tackle. We've been talking about that lately, and we're moving into that season where we are going to be talking a lot about back to school, how to get yourself prepped and prepared, kind of like we did on the podcast throughout this spring and early summer with ideas for planning and organizing and prepping everything and getting your calendar together and utilizing Trello. We have been talking about all of that, so if you want to be a part of that, If you want to get your life together in that way, to live well anyway, to be tackling some of these things so that you can live a life that you enjoy more, we would love to have you come join us in Patreon. You can join us at patreon.com slash livewelltogether. We've got all kinds of different levels for you to be a part of. We would love for you to come and be in that community, have the accountability, get the inspiration and the know-how for being able to organize your life better and get on top of things and do it with a bunch of ladies who are doing the same thing. We are just getting through living normal lives. We don't have it fully together, but we are sure working on it. So come over and join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash live well together. We would love to have you there. All right, without further ado, let's get on with this episode with Stephanie and Anne.
ladies, I want to take a quick minute to tell you about one of this week's sponsors, Notori. Now, you've heard me talk about them over the last month or so because I have really been enjoying their products. In fact, I have purchased Notori bras in the past all on my own because they just fit so well, they're super comfortable, and they're long-lasting. Notori is a woman-founded and led independent family business with international distribution, which is pretty amazing that Josie Notori started this company from her living room and it went global. It's a lifestyle brand, but they're most known for their bras and underwear. They're made of super soft fabrics that keep you comfortable and supported, which is what we're looking for, right? They move with you throughout the day and wear well wash after wash, maintaining their signature look and feel. You'll forget you even have them on for work, leisure, fitness, maternity, your every day. They have got a bra for you to keep you supported and working through your day. And they've got a huge range of sizes, everything from A to a G cup and all sorts of different band sizes. So you're going to be able to find the perfect fit for you. I have recently been using their limitless convertible sports bra for my workouts, which has been awesome because it actually has this little hook in the back so that I can turn it into a racer back and it works with whatever I'm wearing. I truly love it. It's super comfortable. The girls stay strapped down and I'm able to do whatever it is that I need to do and I feel great about it. So if you would like to try out anything from Notori, you can get a 15% discount if you go to Notori.com and use the code LIVE at checkout. So again, that's N-A-T-O-R-I.com and use the code LIVE at checkout for 15% off any of their amazing products. And if you want to, you can even share them on social media with the hashtag MyNotori and join the entire worldwide community who is loving Notori products. And I just want to thank Notori for sponsoring this episode of Live Well Anyway. Welcome, Anne and Stephanie. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to have you guys on the show as we were brainstorming and thinking about doing this new series on the podcast with some local gals, especially like local business owners. I thought, ah, well, duh, this is the perfect first edition of the show because I am very involved in your business as well. And my daughters have been for five years. And so I am so excited to have you guys on and be able to talk about your new business venture. So would you guys go ahead and just introduce yourselves? Let us know just like a little bit about you, your family, and we'll go from there. And do you want to start? Sure. Um, my name is Ann Eldor, and I live in Spokane, and I teach ballet at our studio. Um, I have a son that is 13, and I have a lot of family in the area and enjoy spending time at Priest Lake. Fun. And Stephanie? Yeah, my name is Stephanie getman Gronholtz, and I'm a Spokane native and started ballet at three, and I almost quit, uh, but I found Sandra Olgard's studio of dance in about fourth grade and have stuck with it. Um, I moved away from the Spokane area in about 2006 and was in Colorado for 12 years, but moved back home in 2018. And I've got a son named Max who's nine years old and has so zero funny. interest in dance. Yeah. Unfortunately. Of course. Yeah. Isn't that the way it is? <laughs> Well, that is super fun. And then also, Stephanie, we have just kind of funny shared history together. Yes. That we actually <laughs> went to middle school together. And last summer when, so these ladies are just taking over the studio from the original owner, Sandra, and we had 
a photo shoot last summer and you had your mask on and I kept like looking at you going, man, she looks really familiar. And then when you took your picture off to get your headshot, I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's Stephanie that I went to middle school with. Like how bizarre is that? But it's a, it's a small world. It was a Spokane moment. Oh, yeah. it was such a Spokane <laughs> moment. Yeah. But it's been so fun because you guys have both taught my girls. Stephanie has taught Eliana and Anne has taught Emerson and that's just been a ton of fun to see in our studio especially like all the different kinds of teachers and how things work and I've been so impressed over the years but so you talked Stephanie about how you grew up in dance and you started back in fourth grade and what do you feel like the difference was when you came to Sandra's studio I felt that I could gain an appreciation for dance that was missing at my other studios. Mm. Um, you know, the fact was, I just, I just didn't love doing that. I didn't love ballet. So of course I didn't enjoy taking ballet classes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at Sandra's, there was such an emphasis on musicality and proper alignment and it felt very challenging to me, but not impossible. And so I was always very motivated to, to engage. Now, Miss Ann was actually my teacher and she might disagree with oh, that so and be crazy. like, you were motivated. I couldn't tell. <laughs> no, she was motivated as motivated as um, anybody that ages. I think. Yes. And then I also think I, I stuck with it there because right around middle school, I realized I was not going to be a professional dancer because so few, uh, you know, aspiring ballerinas actually become that, but that, that was, that was totally okay at this mm -hmm. studio. Um, yeah. and Sandra herself, in fact, had, um, been too tall for a lot of professional roles. And I had the opposite problem. I was, I'm five, three. So I was too short, <laughs> yeah. um, to be a professional, but I just love that that wasn't the emphasis and that I could still be, be seen as a, a ballerina, even though it wasn't mm -hmm. my career aspiration. Yeah. And I, mm -hmm. I've really liked as a parent in the studio seeing that that isn't just the total drive that everyone gets to be an equal dancer in the studio. But I also love the Royal ballet portion of it, because I feel yes. like they're getting this kind of training that if they want to turn that into teaching someday or something, they have a foundation that can be like more profitable than just taking dance. Like they have some actual credentials to be able to build on by the time they're out of the studio. It's also yes. um, like our affiliation with the Royal Academy of Dance in London provides a syllabus for us so that we know that what we're teaching is safe and appropriate for certain age levels. Yeah. So that we're being cognizant of the fact that, you know, these children are born with their body and they need that body to last them through the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. So dance can strengthen their body and strengthen their mind, but we want to make sure that we're not doing any damage as we move through the progression of learning the technique. I mm -hmm. in fact, love that too. I was going to say, Anne and I have been looking at um, costumes for our recital at the Fox next spring, and they often will highlight a video <laughs> with the girl dancing in the costume. <laughs> and I mean, we've just noticed girls doing things that are really inappropriate given oh, yeah. what seems their age, you know, like, oh my gosh, why are they having them do that move? That not only looks, um, you know, inelegant, but looks like it could potentially be harmful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I think that also just like having that standard across the board, it just feels 
I don't even know what the right word for it is. I think everything from having like all the girls wear the same standard dance uniform when they're there, I feel like that kind of levels the playing field. And I feel like because you have a lot of different teachers, it makes it really easy to have people step in and out if they need to, or have there be a uniformity across the entire studio that I just don't think could otherwise be there. I mean, I grew up in dance myself. I didn't so much do ballet. And there were some things that were standardized and then some things that weren't. And I think the classes that had those more standardized components were definitely, it felt more sequential. I felt like we were actually building on things and able to have like a bigger breadth of what we were learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think too, um, you know, it's having the same leotards, having your hair in a bun, being prepared for class. That's all just part of dancing and the discipline that it requires. And that kind of stuff and ballet, whether you go on to dance, will translate into their lives well beyond their dancing years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember just a couple of years ago having this conversation with Sandra about even just the professionalism and that sort of training, like the character training that comes from learning to be a hard worker and learning that you're building your reputation when you're in class and that sort of thing that I feel like both dance and theater so trained me for so many other aspects of my life because I learned how to respect directors and take direction and, you know, not get too big for my britches. And, you know, like all of those kinds of things I think are so important that are probably overlooked a lot of times with dance, but I think they're just as integral to the whole training experience as the dance itself. Yeah, we do I agree. And and part of the function of the curriculum, too, is that it equips students to take exams if they Mm -hmm. want. It's not um, for requirements at all at our studio. But Anne, do you want to talk a little bit more about how exams work for people who aren't familiar Um, with those? Sure. Uh, The Royal Academy of Dance, they adjudicate their students. And so every year they offer ballet exams. And so the children learn a set syllabus, so maybe 45 exercises, a couple of dances, and then an examiner comes. Typically, um, examiners are from England. We've had them from South America. We've had them from Japan, Australia. Um, But it's a real select group of people that get to be examiners. And they come in, and the kids go in and perform their work, and they're adjudicated on that and then they get their results and I think it's a really good way to keep kids engaged and motivated during Mm -hmm. the year the students that do take their exams seem to be a bit more focused and progress a bit more but the thing that I love the most about it is the feeling of accomplishment when they come out so they're always nervous um, but when they come out they're always smiling and they feel really good about what they did you know, I have my teaching certificate through the Royal Academy. And if exam results are not up to a certain standard, then that can affect my teaching credentials. So it kind of goes hand in hand. The RAD wants to make sure that people that are teaching their syllabus are, are adequate to teach and are doing a good job because it is the largest um, standardizing body in ballet in the entire world. 
I didn't know that part of it. That's really interesting mm-hmm. too, that it, it reflects back on you guys. So it, that same kind of motivation you're talking about with the students, I'm sure also reflects in the teachers like, wanting to give them the best, you know, training that they can. Yeah. I just want the kids to get as much as they can out of it. And I want them to feel like they've grown. And also it's really important that each student feels noticed. So we're not just directing our attention to one or two kids. It's everybody in the class gets our individualized attention. It's not based on ability or anything like that. It's based on the fact that, you know, that that's how we like to do things at this studio. Mm-hmm. Oh. And last year in particular, um, it was a real judgment call whether we were going to do exams because, yeah. you know, the end of the year before we missed out. And then it was such a weird year with COVID where, mm-hmm. I mean, at the studio, we did all Zoom. Then we did a hybrid of like five students in the rest at Zoom, like with a rotating mm-hmm. schedule. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but I just really decided that the kids needed something that was stable and that would kind of anchor them. Um, so something that was still the norm during the year where school wasn't the norm, home wasn't the norm. Yeah. Um, and just everyday life was off. So they actually um, really did well. And I was very proud of them. The results that we got were very good, especially for the limited amount of time that we had to prepare. Well, I feel like they had so many things working against them. Emerson had done exams the year before and then went ahead and did them again this year. And it was the lack of time they had to prepare, but it's also they were conducted on video. So the examiner wasn't seeing their facial expressions and all of that, which is such a part of the presentation they had on masks. Like there's, there was Mm -hmm. so many things that I felt like were working against them this year that I just told Emerson, like, I'm just happy you're doing it. Like that exactly. is the success thing that you have worked for it and you've done it. Who cares what your score is? Exactly. And then, you know, it wasn't what she'd gotten the year before, but it was still like better than I could have expected. So it was yeah, like, no, amazing. I definitely. Um, so, I mean, it was reflected a little bit that we didn't have as much time, mm-hmm. but across the board, I was very pleased with how kids did. Yeah. And At the end of the year, the number one thing that I heard from all the parents was, thank you for keeping the studio Mm -hmm. open all year. And it kind of gave our family normalcy. It was something that was consistent, whether they had to log on with video, whether they had to come, you know, they got to be in studio once a week. And then when we got to all come back, it was really nice in March when everybody got to come back together. Yeah. And that was same for the, the younger dancers too, the ones who weren't taking an exam their parents mm-hmm. said we you know we're so glad that there was something something consistent in our mm-hmm. day something that they could look forward to yeah although teaching three-year-olds from zoom was like a really <laughs> challenge. fun challenge yes. For me. <laughs> yes well and I think especially once they got to start coming back hybrid it was before a lot of them were back in school yet and so they right. weren't even getting to be around friends like in any capacity and so just having that stability of being able to be in the studio and doing something that they loved I think it made a really big difference to their psyche this past yeah. year ladies 
Let's get real about dating in 2021 for a second. If you're like me, that can be very daunting. I am so thankful that I finally found somebody again. And you know what? It was from online dating because that's kind of just where we are. That's the reality of things, especially during, you know, pandemic times. But it can still be really hard to navigate those online waters of dating. So I want to talk to you about a site that can help you to do that. Because if you are looking for a meaningful, lifelong connection with someone who shares your beliefs, then Christian Mingle is the place for you to go. With over 15 million Christian singles, Christian Mingle is unlike any other faith-based dating site. Their ability to help members make quality connections is what sets them apart. They have robust profiles and personalization features that help you connect with other like-minded members. Plus, their suite of communication tools helps you meet more people and make deeper connections. Finding true love is one of life's greatest adventures, so discover why so many Christian singles find love at christianmingle.com slash livewell. That's christianmingle.com slash livewell. Well, in the studio was my happy place as well this past year. Like, yeah. I feel like, you know, like if I didn't have ballet, it would have been a um, much more difficult year. Yeah. yeah. Now, Anne, we didn't really go back into like your history with dance. So could mm-hmm. we back up a second? And I would love to hear a little bit more about your training and how you ended up becoming a teacher at the studio and all of that. Sure. Um, I started ballet like Stephanie when I was three and we actually lived out in the country. So I kind of bounced around um, different studios that we could find that was Mm -hmm. within a reasonable um, driving distance. And then I think when I was 11 or 12, I started dancing at an RAD studio. And by the time I was 15, I was teaching three classes a week for them. Wow. And then I kind of kept teaching um, through the end of high school and I kept teaching in college. And that's when I met Sandra. We went to a Royal Academy of Dance teaching conference um, in Oregon. And I was teaching at another studio in town and I had met Sandra and we just really clicked well. And so I started teaching for her. Um, I did move away for 12 years and taught at an RAD studio on Mercer Island. But for me, um, you know, I was still involved in a lot of other activities, but dance was kind of the constant. And it seemed like, you know, every year I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do this again. But every year I signed up again and it's turned out to really um, be a huge factor in my life. I was able to travel with dance. our competition group was selected to go to the Soviet Union back when it was still the Soviet Union. Wow. And so danced over there um, in, I think, four or five cities. So that was something that not very many people got to do. Yeah. And um, in Denmark. And then, um, yeah. So, and then I got my teaching certificate through the RAD, which is a pretty intensive process when I was about 24, I believe. Okay. And so at what point did you, how old were you when you started teaching at Sandra's? Oh, I think Stephanie, I was about like 20, (laughs) like 20 maybe. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 19 or 20 maybe. 
So we I had not, no idea how old you were. I mean, right. they just don't. They still no. don't. Um, <laughs> so when Stephanie tells people that I was her teacher, I'm like, she danced like five years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're talking five years ago. Yeah. But no. Yeah. I was about, I think I was 19 or 20 when I first started for Sandra because I was going to Eastern. Okay. Um, and then I stopped teaching at the other studio and Sandra and I, um, taught together for about eight years before I moved away. And then as soon as I came back, I started teaching with her again. Okay. And how long have you been back at the studio now? Um, I think 2013, I came back and I was teaching one class. And then the next year um, I had more and then it kind of went from there. Yeah. Sandra and I, you know, we, we had taught together for a really long time and it was a really good philosophy and the way that we team taught and, Mm -hmm. you know, with Stephanie having gone through RAD training as a dancer, we kind of have the same feel. And so it it feels like, you know, we're covering all the bases. Yeah, it truly does. You guys seem like such a great pair and what one of you, you know, has more experience in the other one has more experience in a different area. And it just seems like it's going to be a really amazing duo, which kind of brings me to my next question. Okay. So you guys have taught. Well, can I add one more thing about Anne's dance experience? Sure. She wouldn't say this because she's (laughs) humble, but Anne has continued to learn. She's, she's never not learning about ballet and teaching ballet. And she has taken several exams herself and is one of the only people, according to Sandra, um, who has scored a perfect score. Wow. So she really is a masterful, masterful teacher. Oh, thank yeah. you. I, yeah, I yeah. took an exam. Um, <laughs> I think it was about three years ago. So that's amazing. And that was kind of a, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I would like to take my, um, another exam, but we kind of have to see where, <laughs> yeah. where my body is feeling, I guess. But that's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, and that's <laughs> the kind of, per- I, I love knowing that as a parent, of students, because that's the kind of person I want teaching my daughters, you know, I want them Mm -hmm. to be learning that proper technique and everything, which is one of the things that I love about our I'm the teacher that turns off the music five seconds in. Yeah. You know, um, (laughs) they're not, I did that to Stephanie's group all the time, you know, Yeah. and everyone would look and I'd say, now, now we're not doing it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not seeing you using your muscles. So which I love. And in fact, Emerson always shows off her dance muscles to me. She's like, look at this oh, one. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> like, look at, yes, it is. It is changing your body. That's so yeah. funny. But okay. So you guys decided, Stephanie, you've been back for a year teaching at the studio and mm-hmm. the opportunity came up that Sandra was going to go ahead and retire after all of these years. And you guys are now the owners of the studio. Like, how did this happen? (laughs) What made you decide that you wanted to own a dance studio? Because it is a very different thing going from a teacher to now running the place. So Mm -hmm. tell me that story. Definitely. Sure. An email from Sandra um, showed up in my inbox one night and I, um, I tend to stew a lot over, 
over decisions. And I really like live in my head and play out all the different worst case scenarios. Cause you're a but, six on the Enneagram. We talk about exactly. the Enneagram a lot oh, on this yeah. podcast. So I can just so, say I'm a yes, six. <laughs> yes. Two to the four. That makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, so I've been working on, you know, trusting my intuitions a little more um, throughout this past year of the pandemic. And it just felt right. I was almost immediately a yes. I, I didn't yeah. have to um, stew. I, I knew I knew there was a lot I had to think through, but mm-hmm. I knew that my ultimate answer would be yes um, for a lot of reasons. It, it just feels like being at home when I'm at the studio. It was such yeah. an important part of my um, my youth. Sure, and really shaped who I am. And then you know, professionally, I was a public school teacher for 15 years and loved. Wow teaching and loved seeing um, the the teaching and learning cycle. But all throughout that, I was also in administrative roles as the coordinator of an international baccalaureate program. And so I I knew I also enjoyed the more um, administrative Mm -hmm. sides of things. And had even kind of run my own business this past year um, through a homeschool enrichment program. Since so many of the schools were closed, I I ran that. during the pandemic year. So I felt like having run that and having had a really solid foundation in kind of the teaching learning cycle, you know, combined with just my passion for ballet and the fact that the studio felt like home, Mm -hmm. um, the answer was yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And? Well, Sandra and I had talked about it a little bit um, prior probably the year before um mm-hmm. Stephanie was not back then yeah and I wasn't sure it was something that I could really just take on on my own mm-hmm. um so when she offered it to both of us it was really exciting we were sitting outside at Beacon Hill talking to her about it and um you know we were both just very excited about it we wanted to continue the tradition that Sandra started yeah um, in the studio and the culture and the climate in our studio. And um, Stephanie has a lot of strengths that I think um, I maybe wouldn't have the same amount of knowledge in that area. And so I think that we balance each other out. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's been really fun, even just in the last couple of months to see how that part of it has played out. And we're excited to grow the business and, you know, kind of, um, have more of an online presence mm-hmm. we have. So, you know. Um, well, and that has been a thing. I mean, Sandra created this amazing business. And I mean, what was it? 30 some years that she had the studio. Three. Okay. Yeah. But also it is really hard when you've established your business model and how things run to incorporate all of the changing of the times with how payments have changed and websites and social media and, and all of that. And I think especially as she was winding down her career, that feels like overwhelming (laughs) to Mm -hmm. like have to start really trying to master and bring in when you're really wanting to kind of be, you know, pulling yourself out of the business. Right. And so it's been really fun because I've come in in the past couple of years and just tried to kind of zhuzh things up a little bit, you know, (laughs) but to see you guys then really taking that to the next level and bringing 
the business into the modern age while still, like you were saying, really keeping alive the tradition and the legacy that she has set. Even by changing the name, you only took off Sandra's last name. Like you're still maintaining the name of the studio, Sandra's Studio of Dance. And that's been really fun to see both the legacy lasting and all these new fun things that make a business what it is in today's society work. Right. Mm-hmm. And what what has that been like? I know, Stephanie, you've really had your hands in a lot of that as far as the website and, you know, that kind of thing. But what has that part of it, have there been unexpected things or how has like been taking over the business part of it been going for you guys? I'm, one thing I'm grateful for is the community that surrounds the studio. Um, no one has left as a result of the transition of ownership, mm-hmm. um, which we think is a testament to the strong sense of community that Sandra built. Um, but I'm also grateful for the people in our community who can help us with things like our Instagram account. We have yeah. a <laughs> mother of a dancer who who knows how to use Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an elder millennial, but don't really know how to use Instagram. So <laughs> I too am an elder millennial. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> elder, elder. Uh, yeah Um, yeah and you know there's a lot of support online too for small business owners um I found the score gosh it's an acronym and I'm not sure what it stands for but they help small business owners through a variety of topics my sister was familiar with them through a program she'd done at the library um so that's that's been helpful and then yeah just leaning into our our community Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you're taking over the business part of it and not just being a teacher, what are the parts where you're just like, I really love this part. This is the thing that is my favorite. I'm so glad to be stepping into this. I um, really like spreadsheets. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> there have been a couple times where I've been like, oh, Anne, look, look at the new formula I made for these variables. And yes. these are the two scenarios. Um, so I think it's been, I think it's been fun to, to actually plan out the financials of mm-hmm. the studio. Um, I found that to be gratifying. And then um, in terms of scaling the, the business up a little bit, I, I found yoga and Pilates and bar fitness in my twenties and thirties once I was done you know, taking ballet classes. And so mm-hmm. we're excited to bring that into our studio's offerings as well. And something that will bring in, um, you know, people who, who maybe are the parents of our dancers, but maybe mm-hmm. people who, who aren't parents at all and want to be connected to a dance studio. Yeah. Ladies, this week we have one of my favorite sponsors back on the show. I've been working with them for years. I've been loving their product for even years before that. You hear me talk about them all the time, and that is Plan to Eat. You guys, just as a little preview, I've got a ton of content coming up with Plan to Eat in the next month for back to school, which is so stinking fun. I've been able to collaborate with them, so keep your eyes open for that. But if you are not aware of what Plan to Eat is, then now is the time. Now is the time to get on board with the most amazing meal planning software on the planet. I've been using them for seven years and I swear by them. So basically, it's this online software that you use. 
They also have an incredible app. You get all of your recipes put in there, which is a super simple process because they have all sorts of amazing tools so that you can just get them right off the internet or put them in really quickly if it's an old family recipe. And that's really the bulk of the work that you are ever going to do with Plan to Eat. Once you have the recipes in there that your family knows and loves and fit all of your dietary restrictions, then all you have to do when you're planning for the week or the two weeks or the month, however you want to plan your meals, is you just drag and drop them onto your calendar. It's pretty amazing. And then it's going to make your shopping list for you, which you will always have because it will be on the app on your phone. And it's going to help you to make menus. So if you love this menu you put together for the week, you can save that and repeat it again, saving yourself even more time in the future. It is such a gift. I think it is essential, especially as we are heading into this back-to-school season. So go to plantoeat.com slash livewell, and you can try it out completely free. You don't even have to put in a credit card for 60 days. That's two months to really get your feet wet in there and try out the amazing software that Plan to Eat is. I truly believe you will not want to go back after seeing what a difference it can make in your life. So again, go to plan slash live well. You can find me on there at Mackenzie Coppa and we can share recipes and menus and all that good stuff. I would love to connect with you, but you can get those 60 days free to truly try it for yourself. And I just want to thank Plan to Eat for sponsoring this episode of Live Well Anyway. Yeah, well, and I was really, that's something I actually wanted to bring up here as well, because I, like I said, I have this dancing background and whatnot, and the types of workouts that I generally, you know, prefer are more the yoga and bar and that kind of thing. But when I took bar and I talked to you about this, Stephanie, because I took it twice and I almost (laughs) died. So I was like, what? Like, it sounds so interesting. I love what the results seem to be of it, but I can't like literally kill myself going to this workout class. I was like ready to be sick and my legs hardly worked. (laughs) And, and, you know, I've had four babies. And so there is a certain amount of, you know, things that result from that. And I did feel like the studio that I went to, they, they kind of ignored that part of it. Mm. And when they would call you out in class and you're like, I'm trying to modify this so I don't hurt myself. But then you're called out on the speaker, like get going there and do these sit-ups or whatever. And it was like, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do more damage than I am good. So... I would love for you to talk about how your bar class is not going to be that. No, no. Um, So I am trained in um, a program called Bar Above and their sister program, Balatone. And both of those programs are designed to be very inclusive of dancers and non-dancers alike. And everything will be offered um, in layers, right? Okay. You pick the layer you want. Yeah. Um, And there's really an emphasis on honoring your body, you know, trusting yourself as your own best teacher um, and never doing anything to the point of pain. There's, you know, of course, maybe some discomfort if you're using muscles yeah. that haven't been worked in a while, but nothing sure. in a bar class should ever hurt. Um, and, you know, every class will be designed with an emphasis on safety and you know, using all planes of, of motion in really functional ways so that your daily activities are enhanced. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there's going to be a lot of stretching too. You know, a lot of damage can be done when you work a muscle to a point of fatigue and then don't give it time to recover and then stretch out those fibers. So sure. Sure. Hope you come and have a better experience. <laughs> I know. I really am tempted. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, my kid's back in school for real. Yes, Maybe this yes. is something that I can make happen and have a very different experience too. Because yeah. well, I I think too, like the culture at our studio is not one where we would call somebody out in front yeah. of everybody in front of the mm-hmm. class. Um, you know, we do give corrections, but it's it's um it's always in a you know, this might make it easier for you way, not, you know, just, just start to pump this out. Yeah. And it was, you know, I think there are obviously different studios have different feels. This particular bar that I went to, it's like, you know, the person's on a headset microphone and that's how it is, but that's not my jam. Like I've never even worked out in a gym before. Like, I'm just like, (laughs) no, thank you. But when it's more of like, an encouraging environment and you know especially with all the safety protocols and everything I think that's so important and even when we were designing the website and you were offering the yoga classes Stephanie like you had Mm -hmm. a really emphasis a big emphasis on not just having it be particular body types that are being shown to be doing those things and I really think that is honorable and I appreciate that that this is for everybody Cause you had a, we had a hard time finding an a yeah. image yeah. that wasn't like a skinny white girl bearing yeah. a dress. And it's like, yes. well, no, no, like she can do yoga, but so can lots of other bodies. Yeah. 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 I really appreciate that. And I think that it's super fun that we are bringing in more offerings to what is going to be there and, and hopefully just continue to round things out. We even have new, um, a new contemporary teacher this year. Yeah. We have a new contemporary teacher, and then we're also bringing somebody in um, for our open ballet classes on Saturday. So the students will be exposed to, you know, different styles and techniques. Yeah, which is so valuable to get a lot of different experiences, because I think especially when you're a kid, you kind of get locked into, well, my one teacher is the only teacher who knows what they're doing, or, you know, you just Mm kind of end up with this bias. But if you do want to go out into the world and do it in any other way, it's important to get a lot of different experiences with a lot of different kinds of teachers. Yeah, we agree. Yeah. Well, obviously, I love what you guys are doing there. That's why I signed my kids up at the studio in the first place, but then was inspired to get so much more involved because I really believe in the mission of this studio and how it's working and the community aspect and all of it. And I think you guys are just doing a really good job of kind of like taking it up to the next level and bringing in a lot of fun new things. So well done so far, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to see how it continues to develop and we get this first like full year under our belts. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. So obviously we've talked a lot about the business portion of this and you guys deciding to take it over, but how has this affected your life outside the studio? Well, I picked, I dropped off my son at tennis camp this morning wearing um, ballet tights and a ballet skirt. Okay. The ballet top and just kind of didn't care about it. Yeah. Like, this is this is what I wear now, yes. like every day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like this oh, is my... life. Yeah. And are your families like adjusting and handling it well? 
Um, yeah, my family was all really excited for me for this opportunity. Um, my son, who's 13, I don't think he fully understands why I might be a bit more busy, but mm-hmm. also was excited for me. So, and then having Stephanie to work with, I yeah. think it's helped both of us. Um, it's kept everything manageable. Yeah, for sure. Yes, we can um, divide work. We can collaborate on work. Yeah, um, it's awesome having a partner in this. I uh, love my that. family's also been very supportive. Um, my dad's a CPA, and he just said, "Love that you're doing this." Um, and I won't be doing your taxes. Said, <laughs> we won't ask you to. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then you know, my mom, when I told her, she was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this was your your dream in middle school." Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess it was, wasn't it?" So she's, That's I guess, seen a long time seen this a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what does a typical day look like for you guys right now, I guess is my question. Then I'm also curious about what you think it will look like in the fall when dance is like fully back regular schedule for the school year. Ladies, finding the right program to help your child learn to read can be daunting. Believe me, I get it. I've got four kids. I used to be a homeschooler. That was hands down the most overwhelming part of trying to help my kids learn. You have to find something that's both engaging and proven to get results. Well, Hooked on Phonics has been the most trusted program to help kids learn to read for nearly 35 years, which is why I decided to get their program for my six-year-old. She's heading into first grade and you know, kindergarten was rough in a pandemic let's just be honest and I knew that I really wanted her to have a little bit of a leg up as she is heading into first grade get down those skills a little bit more solidly before she steps back into the classroom but also have it be something that she wasn't dreading doing all summer long this is something I feel like we can totally be using throughout the school year as well to help her to just feel really confident because that was one of the biggest things that she was having trouble with was feeling confident in really knowing what she knows and Hooked on Phonics is helping her to overcome those stumbling blocks and feel good about it so she can feel completely assured of herself as she walks into first grade next year. Because Hooked on Phonics is the learn to read curriculum that uniquely combines an amazing app that she loves with hands-on learning materials shipped to your home every month. With Hooked on Phonics, you'll get unlimited access to their powerful reading app along with workbooks that give your child essential hands-on practice to reinforce the skills they're building in the app. Plus, you get storybooks written specifically to build your child's confidence, which she loves, and discussion questions to increase reading comprehension. Lessons take just 20 minutes or less, and the curriculum is guaranteed to help your child learn to read. So give your child the confidence that reading brings with Hooked on Phonics. Visit hookedonphonics.com slash livewell and receive your first month for just $1. That's Hooked on P-H-O-N-I-C-S dot com slash live well to get your first month of Hooked on Phonics for just $1. Hookedonphonics.com slash live well. And thank you to Hooked on Phonics for sponsoring Live Well Anyway. Gosh, right now, Anna and I talk a lot about the air conditioning at the studio. (laughs) Just making sure, like, did you get it turned on? Is it turned (laughs) off? It's been such a hot summer. Yes. Um, Yeah, we're we're doing a little bit through the summer. You know, I've run into Princess Camp this week. Anna's been doing a lot of privates. Uh, We're both checking, you know, registrations for the fall daily and making sure we're following up with people to let them know that we received their registration, we received their payment. 
we're ordering costumes for our spring recital at the Fox. So fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. We met, we met up to do that. We feel like we got, um, a lot accomplished. Yeah, I bet. I felt like I got a lot accomplished when I just managed to get my daughter's measurements done. Finally, (laughs) (laughs) like, look at me go. I know. But then it was startling too how close their measurements are because they're two and a half years apart. And I was like, you guys are basically the same oh. size, except one of you has more of a booty than the other one does. Yeah. But it's a very cute one. So <laughs> yeah, it was like startling, but I did finally get that done. So that's, that's excellent. But right. so when you go into the fall though, okay. So school year dance is back. We've got a full schedule going on. Like what does a day look like for each of you from like morning to evening? Like, give me the rundown. What do you foresee? Okay, I would love to say that I'll like wake up early, meditate, go for a walk, make a protein smoothie. Um, but the reality is, um, even with one child, it's just very busy yeah. in the mornings getting the kid off to school. Yeah. Um, but I am grateful that I will be in a position where I can be a part of that. I think I'm grateful. I never have been part of the morning routine. Oh. Um, yeah. So so I think it'll be, you know, getting the the kid out the door so we can walk to school. Um, and then I imagine there, there will be some time during the day for um, my own ballet study where I'm, you know, working on my own exercises in order to better teach them. Uh, there will be a chunk of the day where I attend to business considerations, following up with, um, you know, client emails, paying our bills. And then I'll be teaching two or three afternoons each week for several okay. hours. I'm mostly focusing on um, our younger dancers, our pre-ballet through grade one. And then two mornings a week, I will be doing um, bar fitness for adults at the studio as well. That won't kill you. No, <laughs> yes. no, inclusive, all <laughs> yes. levels. You'll get from it exactly what you want to get from it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and what does a day or what will a day look like for you? Well, the morning routine, so I'll... Um, hopefully be getting up, maybe rested, although I tend to stay up a little bit too late. Um, you know, getting my 13 year old Kai wrangled out of bed and out the door and then, you know, probably checking emails, um, doing kind of continuing education as a teacher, um, Mm -hmm. going through what I plan to teach this week and how I plan to get there. Um, some choreography, selecting music for the show. It takes an insane amount of time sure. to decide what you want to do for each level for their dance and finding music. I mean, I easily spent 50 hours last year just listening to songs to find something that um, I thought would fit. Yeah. So I think that I'm sure Stephanie and I will talk at least once or twice a day and kind of talk about what we need to attend to. Um, and then I'll be handling kind of all of the exam entry and um, getting the kids prepared for that. So I have a feeling I'll be doing work at home. And then I also will be teaching three or four days. And um, then when I come home at night, it's usually when my son's about ready to go to bed. So I try and spend a little bit of time with him before bed. Mm-hmm. And, and then, yep. Nice. So okay. I would love. Yeah, I would like to take an exam. So I'd like to be doing some of my own dancing as well, but we'll sure. kind of have to see. Yeah. yeah. As you take on this this big new fun challenge this year too, on top of it. 
That's awesome. Okay. And so what is one way that each of you live well anyway, in the midst of just the regular chaos of life? What is some small thing that you each do for yourselves to just kind of like take care of yourselves, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually, both like what is something each of you do? Okay. I don't know if this counts, Mackenzie, Okay, um, but I have, I have learned to advocate for help when I need it. Yeah. So I, I am at a point where I'm not, there's no hesitation when I ask my husband, like, Hey, can you do this, that, or the other thing? Um, and take that off my plate yeah. right now. And so I, I try to just monitor my stress levels, which are, you know, indicated certainly by the quality of my breathing. Um, I know I'm in trouble when I've double booked myself for something when I don't have time to read. Um, yeah. I love reading. And so when that habit goes away, I know that there's too much on my plate. And so I ask for help and I'm grateful. I have a community of helpers in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. I totally agree. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, I like to carve out some time that it's just, um, my son and I, so that mm -hmm. we have time to connect during the week because things are really busy. And when you're teaching at night, it kind of shifts the normal routine. Um, sure. and then I also kind of have a dorky thing that I do for myself that I don't tell very many people about, <laughs> well, you're about to, I, I know, <laughs> well, there's a TV show that I love. And so I, um, go to conventions and oh. that's kind of, yeah, it's, it's totally dorky, not like me. <laughs> Own it. Way. Own but, it, sister. Um, but yeah, I go to supernatural conventions and, oh, you know, it's kind of like when everything is like really crazy and you're thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this one more day? Then I've got it on the calendar, mm -hmm. you know, well, yeah. you know, um, I only have this many weeks until I go do that. So yeah. I don't do it every year. Cool. Last year, they didn't have it, but, um, I do try and go and I have some friends that I've made there and it's kind of like a vacation with no responsibility for me. My child's not with me. I'm not handling anything. And it's kind of this, you're kind of out of your reality for a little bit. Yeah. That's super fun to have yeah. a hobby like that and something to look forward to like that getting away for sure. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. Are you like ladies ready for my stock questions? Yes. Okay. I don't know what they are. I know. Are we? I yes. don't know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. They'll be fun. Okay. Trust so, you. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Which do you prefer? Candles. Essential oil. Okay. So it was Anne for the essential oils, Stephanie for the candles. Mm -hmm. See, this is why you guys make such a good team. <laughs> However, I don't own an essential oil diffuser, but oh, but that's oh, what you have, prefer. I have an extra. That would, that would be my preference. Okay, I'll give Look you my at, extra. Look at what is happening here in the podcast today. I love it. Okay, cloth napkins or paper? Paper cloth. Oh. <laughs> See, oh my, my gosh. son just uses his jeans as a napkin, oh. so right. I guess that could be a new yeah. that could be a new trend. Shoot, most nights I set out cloth napkins and they remain untouched. Yes. yes. It's I, all on their jeans. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's so <laughs> funny. All right. Paper or digital? Uh, boy, something's paper, something's digital. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like both. Okay. What would be an example of what you would use in each one? 
digital for, you know, like spreadsheets and all the business stuff that we have to do and mm -hmm. paper, like when I'm studying something for ballet or if I'm reading a book, I have a hard time, um, you know, just reading it on a screen. I kind of want to feel the book in my hand mm -hmm. and, you know, sit back with it. I don't know. That mm -hmm. might make me super old, but no, no, no. Yeah, and I newspapers. Like, I prefer paper. Yes. Okay. I can't stand reading a digital newspaper. Mm -mm. Um, I like my calendar. I keep everything in, in Google Calendar. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also have a routine of transferring everything to a paper planner on Sunday nights. Okay. So I like having it in both places. Yeah. And it's a good <laughs> just like practice for your brain to keep on top yeah. of like what is actually happening. I love yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> City or country? <laughs> Spokane. <laughs> yeah. Like a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I grew up out in the country, so I guess I could go either way, but my preference would probably be the city. Okay. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? Online. I have not shopped in a store for the holidays since like 2007. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And Stephanie? I think I like the convenience of online shopping if I know what I'm looking for. But I also mm -hmm. love like the smell of a department store. Mm -hmm. I love feeling the fabrics. And see, this is one <laughs> of those memories I have of you from right. middle school, which is right. shopping with you. <laughs> so that doesn't surprise me. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's four o'clock. Well, this isn't going to pertain to you as far as time wise, time wise, but whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break, do you listen to a podcast or music? Uh, for me, it's music. Okay. And what and kind of music would you listen to? Anne? Oh, my tastes are varied. I like country. I like pop. I like rap. Um, I like k-pop which is kind of the new yeah. trend so and a lot of times i'll play something older because kai really likes to listen to things that he hasn't heard before oh, so fun. you know stuff from the 50s or 60s or 70s yeah so it's very it's varied okay and stephanie if i have a little mental energy left in the day i'll, I'll listen to a podcast um but i also like listening to music and just cranking up some like indie pop or um I, I love folk music of the 60s and 70s okay yeah and what would be some of the podcasts you would listen to um I don't mind small doses of news podcasts okay. um you know the New York Times daily podcast or um other things like that um I also enjoy listening to the daily stoic which is a philosophy podcast um okay. I think that's a lot of fun there are occasional you know, comedy podcasts that are, are good for a laugh. Okay. And live well anyways, of course. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. Course. <laughs> I used to tell people, you don't have to say my show. Like, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Milk. Milk, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Like, wow. the, the less cocoa content and the more sugar there is, I tend to like it better. Wow. Yes, if, if I'm doing keto, I have to do dark chocolate, but I'm always wishing that it was a milk chocolate bar. <laughs> well, preferably with caramel in it. See, this is one thing that's probably good that you guys agree on. 
<laughs> you just lost me, but okay. I'm so glad that the two of you <laughs> as owners of the studio agree on your chocolate preferences. That's we really will important. only hand out milk chocolate for the yeah. holidays. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sports or no sports? No sports. Okay. Wait. Did I hear both of you say no sports or one of you no, say sports? No, I said sports. I grew okay. up watching sports with my dad. So okay. it's kind of how we connected. And my boyfriend now does not like to watch sports. So I don't watch them as much as I used to. But I do try to watch professional bull riding. Okay. And I love the Olympics. I know, weird, weird fun fact about me. I love the PBR. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. So this one, I think I probably know the answer to. But live broadcasting, like IG Live or Stories or Facebook Live or anything like that, would you rather broadcast or watch? Watch. Watch if I can figure out how to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know that either of you participated. No. I was like, what either are these side. words she's saying? Yeah. I don't know. What is she talking about? I'm just going to act like I know. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've broadcasted on Zoom for this entire year of classes. <laughs> All right. And what are your favorite movies? Oh, the so Sound awesome. of Music. Me too, Anne. It's like Captain Von Trapp was the first man I ever loved. Um, <laughs> I do love The Sound of Music. Um, oh, there's so many. My favorite comedy uh, would probably be... Oh, you go in, Stephanie, while I'm thinking of it. There's some other favorites. Um, I love Royal Tenenbaums and most okay. of Wes Anderson's films. Okay. Um, I really like dark, moody dramas. Okay. Uh, I love we modern westerns. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Did you think of that comedy, Anne? You know, I didn't. Um, right. No. Okay. But there's a comedy out there that you really enjoy. Oh my gosh. Yes. So many. Okay. Final question. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is like totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where are you on the crunchiness spectrum? Is it zero to 10 or one to 10? Zero to 10. I am definitely a one. Okay. I think I could, I could reach up into six, seven. Okay. Territory. I could, I could go eight. Wow. But I also am a chameleon and can, can be one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Context. Just depends yeah. on the, what you're dealing with. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it has been so fun to have you guys on the show. Thank you for coming on and taking the time to do it. I can't wait to see how this first year of you guys owning the studio goes. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. Thank you, Mackenzie. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, ladies, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Stephanie and Anne as they talked all about taking over this fun business together. I will, of course, be showing a lot of what is going on in the studio throughout the year because my daughters go there and I'm really involved with a lot of the administrative stuff. So you will be seeing that on Instagram for sure. But we are also going to be doing an Instagram live in a couple of weeks from the studio with Anne and Stephanie showing the 
studio talking about things that are going on there. We would love to have you come and do that. You can be watching on my Instagram or you can be subscribed to my newsletter at mackenziecoppa.substack.com to get the alert of when that is going to be coming up. And I would love to have you join us for that live. Okay. If you want the notes for this episode, if you want to find Sandra's studio of dance, find the Instagram handle, all of that kind of thing, you can of course find all of that information in our show notes, which you can find by just swiping up in whatever app you are listening to Live Well Anyway on, or you can go to mackenziecoppa.com and click on podcast. And we've got all the show notes there for all of the episodes. It's a really simple way for you to be able to find any of the links that we have talked about today. It's also where you can find links to our sponsors that we have mentioned throughout this episode. And you can also find links to places like Amazon. And if you just click on that link, anything that you purchase there will help give us a little bit of a kickback, but it won't cost you any more money. As always, thank you for your ratings and reviews on iTunes. It makes such a difference to the podcast when you do that. Thank you for telling your friends about the show and getting the word out there. We absolutely appreciate and love when you do so. It makes a huge difference. And of course, I love hearing from you on Instagram. You can find me over there at Mackenzie Coppa. I would love to connect with you, hear what you're liking about the show, what you would like more of, and just help to formulate where the show is going in the future. So find me at Mackenzie Coppa on Instagram. I would really love to chat with you. All right. Until next week, when we are going to be back with another really fun episode, go be bold and gracious. Oh,